Hi, I'm Ian, co-founder at Dig Insights and president of Dig's innovation insights platform, Upside. Welcome to Dig In. Dig In is the place to stay up to date on what's happening in the world of innovation, research, and technology, to find inspiration from today's business and innovation leaders, and to properly dig into hot topics that matter for consumer brands right now. And when applicable, we'll bring our own research to that conversation. Hi, so today I'm talking to Virtually the Same. Uh, Virtually the Same is a comedy group. Uh, all three of uh, Rehan, Leo, and Tristan all went to U of T. Do you still go to U of T or you went to U of T? I'm still there, partially. <laughs> You're seven? Yeah, some, something along those lines. Doctorate in educational studies of, yeah. And then... Uh, and while, while there, they were the uh, the writers and directors of the Bob Comedy Review, which, um, can you tell everybody a little bit about what the Bob Comedy Review is? So the Bob Comedy Review is Canada's longest running college comedy group. It's been going on for almost 150 years, but we've been in it for about three to four years. And yeah, we write sketches, we do comedy, we perform, and it's like a, it's a traditional thing that happens at Victoria College every year. And this year, so 2019 to 2020, we got to do a couple shows. So we did two shows at the Bader. Um, we did one show at the Cat's Eye. And then we also went to um, Skidmore College to do the National College Comedy Festival. That's so cool. And I love the fact that you guys are doing that. You know, everyone these days talks about the fact that you can't tell a joke on a, co- on a college campus anymore. And that, you know, there's too much political correctness and you can't actually be funny anymore. It's particu- particularly at universities. That's what the, that's the accusation. Did you guys find that was true or? No, I, no? I think it's about knowing the jokes your audience wants to hear. And I think that's kind of at the heart of being a good comedian is knowing your audience and what will make people laugh. Um, and so I don't think we felt like that was ever a problem. Yeah. Yeah. We never were. I mean, remember, I remember we, uh, people were a little confused. Leo and I wrote a show called Jews in Baseball, um, which is about, uh, it combines musical, uh, comedy and baseball. The, the, the sport that we met, that's how we met each other playing baseball when we were like 14. And, uh, yeah, people were, people were, we, we kind of got that question. They were like, Oh, are people going to be upset about this? What's, what's the word with this? And, uh, but yeah, I think, I think if you just go in and you're like, we're not here to, we're not here to upset anybody. We're just here to make everybody laugh and have a good time. And it's not like we, we're not really a, a group that is a, trying to be offensive ever. <laughs> we're just trying to <laughs> have a good time. Like we're very, in right. a di- I think we're in a different category. <laughs> yeah. I think our comedy comes from joy. So, <laughs> yeah. so you're not, you're not three, you know, three friends trying to, you know, bring back Andrew Dice Clay. From the, from the, from the, <laughs> no, right? this is, definitely not. This is not that, which leads to the next thing that you're doing. So virtually the same. Now you guys are actually hosting virtual Christmas parties for companies. The next place where you have to be incredibly careful with your humor. <laughs> um, how's that going so far? It's it's going fantastic. Um, it's actually, I think it's a as as you were saying, it's a really good test of not really your ability to be funny, but your ability to read a particular audience and know what they will find funny. And so I think the most important part of our job is really quickly getting to know the people we're running the party for 
and what their sense of humor is. And if you can do that, you're going to be able to have a really fun time and make people laugh. So, Leo, do I, where are you? Blink twice if you need to be saved. Where are you right now? You look like you're in a bomb shelter. Um, great question. Um, I'm at my day job. Virtually the same isn't paying all the bills yet. Um, okay. And I, I went down to the basement so I could have a little quiet to film this interview. Um, okay. It's perfectly safe space, though. You're safe. There's no, we don't need to send help. I okay. promise I'm good. There's a fridge right here with Coca-Cola. I can have all the soda I want, so I'm happy. And, okay. And if Excellent. there's a fire, so you guys have done too. a few of these parties. Oh, sorry. What's that? Tristan? I was saying, if there's a fire, he's set too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So you guys have done a few of these parties. How, how have they gone so far? They've gone. They've good? gone really well. Yeah. It's um. You know, we we like we said we, we kind of got our start uh doing comedy on campus, and then at like uh free open mics in Toronto, and just random. Like any, pretty much anywhere we we could get time, um, and so transitioning to doing like for thirty five plus year olds and for adults who aren't that into comedy at all has been really fun. Um, and I think honestly, it's making me feel so much more invigorated doing comedy again because it's been so long since we performed. So like, it's been good. Yeah, it's it's a it's a way less uh, cynical crowd <laughs> yeah. than than twenty two year olds that like. All they do is scroll Twitter and, and read jokes all day. Right. Like like a 40-year-old person who works in HR, they they want to laugh. They already want to laugh as opposed to like the 23-year-old who uh, views you as competition at the open mic. Like he doesn't want to laugh at your jokes. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's um, it's really great idea, partly because, you know, all of, all of us are struggling um, trying to figure out what are we going to do? I mean, we can't have the regular Christmas party where we're all together and somebody gets drunk and inappropriately makes comments and then throws up on me or anything like that. We can't do the regular thing. We're trying to find ways to do it online. It's not often that much fun. Like, you know, we've done some things like we did virtual yoga. I didn't do that, uh, obviously, because um, I would probably break something or really pull something. But uh it's tough. It's really tough to have to do something online and make it fun. And, you know, you need that outside perspective. You need someone to come in who's actually going to be fun to, to make it funny, who has a little bit more permission. I think you guys probably have a little bit more permission to be a little bit edgier than say, you know, I would. Um, but obviously things still go either really right or really wrong. Do you guys have any stories of, of, of things that went, you know, either really well or, or really badly? Do you, I think Leo's got one. Um, well, I'm just thinking of, uh, we were doing, we were doing an event and we were at uh, the improv workshop portion. So one of the things that we offer is we'll kind of teach a group of people that probably doesn't have much performing or comedy experience some games and activities that help them do the comedy themselves and do the performance. And this one particular activity required me putting on a costume. Um, and uh, my bedroom is very small and I had to kind of leap over my bed um, very quickly to get the costume and bring it back. And when I leapt onto my bed, um, it broke. Like the two of the leg, the two of the wooden legs shattered on my bed. <laughs> 
Um, and I, uh, this is, you know, the problems of working from home that you wouldn't have anywhere else. And I now had to kind of scramble across my broken bed to get to get my costume on. And again, tiny bedroom. So with all this broken wood everywhere, very hard to get anywhere or do anything. Um, but I, I made it through the party um, with the broken bed. I fixed the bed and everything is going great now. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a bed. I do have a bed. Well, there are books okay. holding up to half of it, but I can sleep. This is this is this is very sad, Leo. I feel for Christmas and and a story of something that went particularly well. Um, honestly, I think the improv stuff is where the most excitement all around happens because obviously that's where the most engagement is is happening, or one of the places where there's the most engagement and the most things that are open to the God knows what. And we we were doing an improv uh, workshop and. As it turned out, someone had been drinking already, kind of, they've been going through and having a good time uh, while, like, in their, in their home, and uh, she, just, she just couldn't stop saying bazinga. So every <laughs> single time, which was just, like, I don't know, we're, I've never really watched uh, Big Bang Theory, um, and, but for whatever reason, it just, like, everyone lost their, their, uh, their shit. Sorry for cursing. Um, uh, apologies apologies mom uh everyone just like went crazy and like it was like I couldn't have asked her anything better it was this one woman just kept saying bazinga like it, and she got it too like once she figured out that she could get laughs for it that was all she was gonna do <laughs> and it was yeah it was it was I think it was also wicked fun too to just watch people uh who had never done improv before like get into the swing of things pretty quick even via you know the the media that we were we were working with Oh, no. okay, so what's so what's the usual um, format? So if, if I if we hired you to do a, Chris, a virtual Christmas party for for us, what, what would be the usual format of that? Uh, so I have a I have a set list of our last party. Um, starts off usually you know doors open. We have music. We have conversation prompts, and then we start the show. So that could mean we're facilitating conversations through different icebreakers. Um, getting to know everyone. And then we go into improv. Um, after that, we could go into any sort of group game. So for example, we do Family Feud, which, which seems to be very popular. <laughs> everyone likes Family Feud. Um, we can do personalized awards. So if you wanna um, celebrate any of the employees for any achievements, anything cool that they've done, we can make custom awards. And then we also take group photos and have a really good time. One funny thing that happened at a party that we did was <clears throat> we were just talking about Christmas stuff and a dude left the left the Zoom party, changed back, changed into a Santa Claus suit and just came back and joined. And we had we had Santa as a celebrity surprise guest. And that nice. one was good, too, because we had we had kind of chosen this guy to be our mark. Kind of something that we can do is, is we'll kind of go through our guest list. And we'll choose someone who we're gonna like. Oh, we're we're gonna we're gonna kind of give them a little bit more grief, kind of <laughs> like you would do in an improv show. Like traditionally, you kind of choose someone in the audience, and we chose him as our mark, and he was like the perfect guy to choose. Like he was he was game the entire time. We were giving him so much grief at the beginning, and he was like, "I'm well, done with this," and he left. And we were kind of like, "Uh oh, this isn't is this good?" <laughs> Hopefully, he's not upset. And he came back in a Santa costume, and we're like, "Oh and, god." 
I feel like it's worth adding that uh, we had asked everyone to come in their wackiest, tackiest oh, Christmas yeah. outfit. And he was the only one who wasn't really wearing anything. Uh, everyone else had like full Christmas sweaters and decorations. And he just had a hat on, a Santa hat. And so we were making fun of him for not putting in the effort. And then, of course, he went and he won up everyone with the Santa Claus suit. When you say just a hat, like in clothes, hat, oh. but then also, yes, not just the hat. Well, well, I mean, I mean we don't know if these he was are G-rated. These are yeah. G-rated parties, right? These are you guys currently. Well, because Rayhan and we I are still seven. seventeen, so. <laughs> I mean, we you know in market we, we we do market research, and we often will have people take online surveys, and we'll ask them to do a video answer. And when people are alone in their homes, they uh, they they think clothing's optional. And so I've seen a lot of very strange videos of people with cats crawling on them and no shirts on. So, yeah. So you're never surprised by what you see. Um, and, and how much do you guys generally, so what's the, you know, what's the charge for, for, for a party like this, a virtual party? What's the range? That million depends. dollar question. <laughs> it it kind of, it comes down to how much are we, how much do we have to do and how much prep work do we have to do for it? And then how many people there are going to be? And uh, also how long do you want the party to go for? So we, we like the 10 thousand loosely like that's kind of like a loose range because then because we, we have like you know if you, you're talking to a company with like 300 people that's going to take so much more work to try to get everyone involved and like engaged with that and because we do event packages uh, we could be doing multiple events <clears throat> for one company so then the total would be definitely different than doing one event for a smaller company Okay. Excellent. So uh, if there was, you know, sort of one pitch to say why, uh, why a company should look at this as an option, what, what, do you guys have a pitch? I, yeah, I think, I think our pitch is that, is that we're, we're kind of like, as you said before, we're, we're, we're coming in with an outside perspective and uh, we're not like in the office with everybody else. So we can kind of poke fun at the things that, that are blatantly obvious to be poked fun at and kind of, you know, emphasize certain fun parts about, about the company and everything. And I, yeah, I think like more than anything, we just want to be performing and we want to be making people laugh. Like we've been all losing our minds during quarantine. Cause we had like, Oh, we're just writing sketches for each other. Like I, I love my friends, but like I want to perform for random people that I'm never going to see again. Like that's what I love to do. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's kind of, at least from my perspective, our pitch. And I think another way to think about it is also just one, like the maybe the most important thing we found doing this is that online parties kind of can be as fun as in-person parties or regular parties. It's just people don't know how to plan them and people don't know what to do with them. And so if you bring on people like us who have done this before and know how to make an online party fun, like there's no reason it can't be just as memorable and special an experience as the in-person office holiday party would be. And we have a background in a bunch of different types of comedy. Like we have experience doing sketch and improv and stand-up and hosting. So I think all of that put together is pretty wild when you think of it. That's great. That's a great pitch. Thanks, guys. And I uh, hope to hear from you soon. And I'll catch up with you sometime, see how it went this season. All right, great. Thank, Thank you so much. much. Thank you so much.
Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Dig In. If you want more information about Dig Insights or Upside, please check us out on LinkedIn or at our websites at diginsights.com or upside.com. If you have any ideas for future episodes or would like to be a guest, please feel free to direct message me through the LinkedIn app. Thank you.